You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Before we begin this program, I just want to thank our members of Wall Plus. You all make this possible. Thank you so much for being a part of our Patreon. And everybody can go join at wearelibertarians.com slash support. But we want to thank, first and foremost, our $100 a month members. That is John Pusilo, 7th. From the Discord, you can join the Discord at WeAreLibertarians.com. Casey Feldposh, Matthew Durbin, Jeff Bennett, Reinhold, Christy Avery, Jason Doolittle, and Ed Brehob. Thank you all so much for being supporters, and thanks to everyone who subscribes to Wall Plus. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at WeAreLibertarians.com. Welcome. Tonight we're going to talk about how to build a podcast. My name is Chris okay. Bangle, and I'm talking to my friend Aja. Do you go? Uh, do you like your last name out there? I don't want to put that out there without. I'll just go by Aja right now. We'll we'll maybe hit it with. I, I got the hyphenated last name, so we're not trying to confuse people out in these streets. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't. You know. You never know because you. I didn't ask beforehand, and it's yeah. one of those things where some people. I don't want my job to know that I'm. Also, full I'm metal very lucky. Ratchet. My job is supportive. Cool. Very yeah, supportive. My too. job. Yeah. Do I sound better or worse with my AirPods in? Um. Yeah, you sound good. You sound perfect. Okay. So, just a little bit about my background, and then Aja can tell you a little bit about her. And we're taking your questions on how to build a podcast brand. So I've been podcasting since 2007. And I started at an AM radio station in 2004. And when podcasting hit the uh, directory, I was hooked. And I yeah. was pushing my bosses from like day one to start doing a podcast. And then started my own. I, I did podcasting for work and then started my own podcast in 2012. And that's We Are Libertarians, now the Chris Spangle Show. And that's got over four million downloads and i work for the bob and tom show which is a nationally syndicated radio show and because of that i've uploaded around twenty thousand podcasts um and audio and video edit all day long and and i also co-host the pat down and produce that and that's how aja and i met yeah and you and i have talked before about some podcast stuff and when i was thinking about Mm -hmm. doing this idea i was like well she's the person i want to talk to because since our conversation, mm-hmm. you've done such a great job of kind of building your stuff. And I figured you had more questions, but tell them I what you're have. doing. So, hi, everyone. My name is Aja. I'm from Ohio. I am a TikToker, 
and I've recently moved over to IG Reels. I do reaction videos. So I basically, there's a function on TikTok, if you are on TikTok yourself, that it's called the duet function, where you can basically react to other content. And Ratchet Reactions was born. Um, I think the pandemic opened up a lot of free time and <laughs> a sense of maybe exploration and a sense of kind of just screw it. Let's just try something. So I was listening to the pat down all the time, all the time, Chris, all the <laughs> time. And just living for Tuesdays because, you know, it was just something to define the week. And something to have like at least some feel like some kind of human interaction because you know I'm living here with my family but you know pretty much by ourselves here you know locked down and so I started making these TikTok videos when I started working from home back in March and I was lucky enough during the uh, whole this whole situation to not lose my job so in between, you know, working from home, I started doing TikTok a little bit before the pandemic started because um, I wanted to lose a little weight and I wanted to be. <laughs> wait, um, wait, is is TikTok mm-hmm. like Noom and I don't know about it or like, why lose <laughs> you weight? You know what? But you know what? Children can be very motivating when they ask you if you're pregnant all the time. So, you oh. know what? Yeah, just... but like I, I went to Orange Theory today. I went to it like oh, why, why TikTok? Because of the dancing? Well, you know what, TikTok. I, I just you sometimes you just wonder what to do. I was playing the Sims and stuff. I was like, what am I even doing with my life? Let me just download this app since I don't have nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started doing like little short videos like that. Then I started uploading them on Facebook and my coworkers actually. Um, they were like, keep doing them, keep doing them. We like them. So I figured out the duet function and things like that. And that's how my whole TikTok um, space creation began. And it really just blew up from and there. Really- I had no, you know, I don't know why that that app specifically, I just wanted to try. It. And then it just became really dramatic because of Trump and the band and then the not band and then you know the kind of edging you know just the the whole world and then the whole um what was the rally uh the kids trolling so we find out tiktok has this crazy power to connect people and even affect political you know outcomes and things like that so it's just like it became this crazy part of our lives uh, inadvertently yeah, those, you know, all of these social tools have been so important. And I think the thing that I've always, I'm always kind of confronted with and reminded of as as I talk to like the Bob and Tom audience, the libertarian audience, the Pat Don audience, is that people are lonelier than I think they let on. Oh my gosh. And that was before the pandemic. And now that we've kind of hit the pandemic, people are relying on digital content in a way that they didn't and social interaction online, which is a, partly why I think everything was so intense through the election. It's kind of calmed down and everybody's having a little more mm-hmm. fun and a little nicer now that they've, you know, had pumpkin pie with their family and exactly. family gatherings of 700. But Figured out how the Zoom works. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Try explaining in 2013 to 75-year-old economics professors how Zoom worked, and it just was impossible. I'm so glad everybody (laughs) knows Zoom now. Um, 
But what, what I want to do tonight is take questions. So if you tap the little comment button with the triangle in the middle there, you can leave a question. Um, you know, we're, we're taking your questions. Uh, if you're interested in starting a podcast or, you know, getting creating your own brand on a social channel like TikTok or a YouTube channel or mm-hmm. uh, a podcast or anything in, in social media, uh, new media, leave us a question. We'd love to, to answer it. Um, and make sure you go follow Full Metal Ratchet on Full pretty metal. much everything. Full Metal pretty Ratchet. Much ev- yeah, pretty much everything. All one word. F-U-L-L-M-E-T-A-L-F. Or no. Oh my gosh. R-A-T-C-H-E-T. Almost had it. So I don't know anything about TikTok. And work came to me and said, hey, we should try that mm-hmm. this week. And I'm like, man, yeah. I need to reach out to Aja. Because I don't know anything about it. It's It seems confusing oh to me. It's got a lot so, of cool tools. Like why, it's got great what, editing tools. Mm-hmm. What it's got a great editing ending to you. Oh yeah. to you, to it. So basically, like the inter- editing interface is great for if you want to do scenarios, if you want to do um, reactions, like I do. Um, and then there's a lot of um, it's sound based. So it started out, you know, as dancing mostly, and then um, um, also what's it called mimicry so you know voiceovers and things like that so that's funny unless you know if you have a specific movie or if you have a um a joke one of miss you know i feel like what would be great for the pat down would be if um somebody would go back and just do little clips of some of your funniest moments during the pat down because some of the you know and reenact them the ones that mm-hmm. some of the earlier ones before you had the video, especially with Gariana talking just oh my gosh. In and just you know what I'm saying? She got the big head wrap. I imagine she got a big sweater on or something like that, just coming in, quipping and leaving, you know, hitting her high. She's and such a sniper. <laughs> so she just comes in, just annihilates just pew. So I think that would be something funny for the pat down for Bob and Tom. Um I'm not sure the flow of that show specifically, but um, that would be a good thing to maybe start out doing old um, episodes or something like that. The funnier, um, you know, 30 to 60 seconds, it's a 15 to 60 second app. And you basically will record um, whatever you, whatever voiceover, whatever sound to whatever yeah, that's video a, match. That's a great idea because there's like, there's 65 albums. Like this is a radio hall of fame show. Right, right. Six stations, like 64 comedy records with a ton of bits. Like people could reenact the bits. That's, that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah. If you, you get the sounds on there, like the clip, you know, clip out the, the funnier, like I said, funnier 30 to 16, 15, 30 seconds, people will act them out people will you know impersonate them because they they're fans of the show and that's definitely something i can see with the pad down and probably bob and tom too cool well thank you yeah um so like what questions do you have what like when we talked you were kind of just starting out Mm -hmm. you know a little little bit you were you had a lot of thoughts you seem to like really dialed it in and like since we talked like three months ago I've mm-hmm. been impressed with like the way that you've changed everything and, and like, you know, like, talk about what, what you're starting, what your goals are, what you're doing. So my, like I said, content is reaction based. 
So I want to get to a point, it, and it's kind of gotten to a point where people are starting to send me funny videos that they feel like they want me to react to. Um, my goal is, I, I will say the, the most kind compliments that I get are when people feel like I'm watching with them, that we're friends and we're just watching TikTok together. That's the whole feeling, the whole vibe of the show. People that don't know um, TikTok videos and might be, you know, nervous to maybe let their kid on there or want to know just what what kind of content is out there on that app specifically because it is kind of controversial out of nowhere. You know, I feel like I want to be that. Maybe I'll just be your friend that that vessel if you want to explore the app and you see. You know, there are some very very funny, very talented people very informative, um, wholesome, things like that. Um, so I, that's what I want to do, just to be that, you know, guide and the wholesome uh, Wendy Williams, I guess. If you are say. very wholesome. I said that to Dion I the other day. I try to do I the go, wholesome thing. She yeah. is so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be wholesome. We, I know that I have a lot of people from uh, my, my family and my friend's family and you know, colleagues and everything. I want to, you know, to be uh, a, a funny show, but something that is, you know, you you can watch with obviously your kids and stuff like that. Started captioning them recently as well, a couple of days ago. So that's opened up um, a big thing, a big audience as well. I made sure that my ADA folk are, are taken care of. So like, what what's your ultimate goal? What do you want to do? Um, You know, I... I guess the sky's the limit right now. Um, we are on IG Reels. We're building up Instagram. Um, I think now I'm thinking about moving to Twitch um, and doing some longer reactions, maybe to TV shows or movies. I've seen that um, Twitch has a partnership with Amazon Prime where you can, um, you know, uh, react to 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 movies like that and have folks, so, you know, just watch. So is this like a whole industry? Like, I, like, I don't know anything about like, so, yeah. like Twitch is another blind spot mm -hmm. of mine. And like, I'm just amazed at the amount of subcultures that are there that I don't understand. So is our reaction videos, like what you're doing, like you're the first person that I've kind of seen do it mm -hmm. um, and do it consistently and do it well. Like, is this a whole thing that I just didn't know existed? You know, I think it's more ingrained into our society than we think. I mean, if you really think about what you're doing as well, Chris, you are reacting. You know, you're giving your opinion, you're providing commentary, but you're also reacting. So right. just because you're not doing a cut side by side of a, you know, of a political article or a video or something like that, you're still reacting to content. So I think it's my mind is very overt, you know, um, but we I think I've seen a lot of things grow from just simple reactions. Twitch is this huge platform and I wouldn't even I didn't even understand the magnitude of it until I started seeing it. Younger people, there's they seem to want to see a certain person do something well and mm -hmm. maybe i react well so they want to see a person do something well 
if they can't do it themselves. And of course, there's going to be people like, why are you reacting? You add nothing to the video. Okay, maybe in your opinion, I don't add anything to the video. That's okay. I've, I've gotten over that that kind of critique. Cause at first I was a little insecure, like, what am I even doing? You know, do, do, do I even need to react to this? But I have realized and what, what the critiques and compliments have let me know is that, like you said earlier, we are living in a more, excuse me, socially isolated society. People are reaching out in all kinds of ways and it's getting to the point where, yeah, we want to, we are, finding friendships, we are finding relationships and comfort in watching people react to things. And so, so I think there's I'll, that subculture of that where maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people can leave a comment and we'll uh, answer your questions. If you're thinking about getting into stuff like this, then we'll take your questions here on the stereo app. Just press that little message button. Let me see if, uh, yeah. Um, so, that's the that's the thing that I have always struggled with, and I'm like way down the road on all this stuff. Like it, I, I consistently like I make money and draw paychecks from doing the thing that I wanted to do when I was like eight years old. Like the thing that when I was sitting in high school, like man, it'd be so much fun to edit videos and talk for a living. Right. Like I still every single day don't consider myself a professional or like. I still have that thing like one day I'm going to make it, you know, I think that is, um, you know, and every person that I have ever worked with in any creative field still has that thing. And, and the, the people that don't have that thing where they just know they're awesome are usually the people that you don't want to be around. (laughs) Um, uh, There's just something that I think God gives us the, the people that create content, like, to keep you humble when a lot of people are talking at you, I'm going to make yep. sure that the voice inside your own head says you don't deserve it. Uh, and I think that's the <laughs> hardest thing. Like when I started, we are libertarians in 2012, I'm sitting here going, why should I be considered a political commentator, a political writer, a political anything? Like I'm like, who am I? And my friend said, well, you're the executive director of the Libertarian Party of Indiana. You've worked on political campaigns and in political media for eight years now. You've started at more and you started that Tea that Party. I, and you I started, started the Tea Party, party. single handedly. Like, <laughs> and they go, if you're not qualified, like maybe you're not like running a presidential campaign, but there are a lot of people out there who might want to hear your opinion because you do know what you're talking about. Now, the funny thing is that I, as I have gained more knowledge and expertise, society has lessened its value on experts in any field, especially (laughs) politics. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a much harder slog to be taken seriously, but you know, they're nothing compared to the voice inside my own head where I'm like, you know, one day you're going to, one day you'll achieve the goal that you have in your head where like some days you have to stop and go, I'm doing okay. You know? And, and so I had that thing when I started my thing too. And I think that's the first psychological thing that people have to get past when they want to start something like a podcast or they want to go, they want to create a social brand like you have with full metal ratchet, or they want to start a business or they want to start anything like the imposter syndrome and that mental oh, yeah. block of who am I to do this thing and say this out loud and create this, that vulnerability that it inherently just keeps people from acting. 
And that's yeah. like, that's the biggest killer for content. And that's the biggest struggle that never goes away. You know, I think Miss Pat is the funniest person on the planet. And I see her I struggle really with too. that too. Yeah. like and, and Which is almost just, like impossible for me to even rationalize because that was my question to right. her. I don't know if you were able to answer it, but it was going to be, how do you, is, is stand up even with, you know, women like her? like some more people like Bill Burr in that field? Is it even worth someone like me to even try to enter the space? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, so you just don't, I, I, you, you should, you should ask her because I want her to give your opinion. But like, part of the reason I wanted to have you on is just to give you exposure. Cause I think you're funny, entertaining and doing a good job. And like you, more people should know about you, you know, and that's, that's the currency that matters. You know, it's not, are you at Thank you. Miss Pat's level? Because she's 20 years ahead of you. You know, she's got a... Oh, cool. uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I struggle sitting in the room with Pat and Dion because they're so funny. And they're so good at, like, certain skills that I'm not. Where, like, sometimes if they come to me, I'll freeze. But like if they're mid-conversation and I think of something that I'm good reacting to their conversation, but if they come to me for conversation, I instantly become the most boring person. And like <laughs> she fell but, asleep. Right. But like I know. And then like and then like Dion, I was like, How's your day, Dion? He's like, Ah, I got you know, way into battle rap. And then we you know, it's <laughs> that was they're very, I'm sorry, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, they're just very interesting people. So even sitting in that room, I'm sitting there going, man, I just don't even measure up, you know, but it's all a matter of perspective. It wouldn't be the same without that balance, Chris. It would not. As a, as a person, as a listener, there would not be, I've heard the episode all, every single one. I'm a, I'm a a crack baby. I pay for, you know, the, the extra episodes. I've listened to everything. And I will say that the episodes before Dion and after Dion, it's it's night and day because you have that ability to balance differing opinions. Miss Pat yells at you, but it's almost like a it's it's a chorus, a beautiful chorus of Yeah, I of, bring a skill I bring a skill set that they yeah. don't have, which is the radio. Background. You bring a I've, discipline, you bring a, a definition yeah. because some, you know, <laughs> there's you understood there was different levels of blackness now that there's Miss Pat and then there's me that went yeah. to Bristol and yeah, but- Ohio, you know what I'm saying? And we, you know, we went to church, we didn't get belayed, <laughs> 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 watching SpongeBob SquarePants and loving our moms, you know what I'm saying? Right. We <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, there's the a human. it's a, a a beautiful balance. It's a beautiful balance. Yeah, and I think I just say that to say like I'm sure people who listen to the podcast go, "Wow, their chemistry is really good." But I think every every creative person in the back of their mind, even when they're on a successful project, that like we finish a podcast and we know it was good, or we finish a podcast oh, and yeah. we know it sucked. You know, every podcast I do. You know, if it's the Chris Spangle show and I finish a podcast and we just did two of the most concise, crisp hours of like you, you tune into the Electro College episode, you're going to know everything about the Electro College and how it relates the history, the law, the process, how that relates to the current events happening now. 
And like when we finished that, I knew we nailed it. And I was really proud of it, you know, so it's and and the more of those you get under your belt where you go, I lived up to what I know is my skill set, the better it gets. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know how long you've done this, but I'm sure as you've done this, you kind of finish some videos and you just go, I fucking nailed that. Like, I'm getting good at this. Yeah. And I like to incorporate my family in them, too. Excuse me, because they people like to my especially in the my family that watches the videos they like to see them you know um reacting to they, they kind of don't get it they they just want to kind of stare at the video and they, like you can say things and you know talk <laughs> and words and they're like ah! but it's okay I, I i feel like that it's brought my family closer together it really has um they see the discipline that i put into it they see how i've tried to not just make this my my hobby, but to really try to make this into a career. I think my ultimate goal, Chris, with content creation is to get into this film space and somehow somehow find my niche in that. I don't know if it's in front of the camera all the time. I don't know if I want to deal with that kind of pressure <laughs> to look a certain way, which I understand is the undercurrent of how it is. I don't think I have the energy to change that. And I'm okay with that. I can challenge it as much as I am. I have the energy too, but I know that I can create my own things. And that's what pretty much every creator from now on, no one's going to depend on the Hollywood system pretty much from now on, because why feel me? Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. (laughs) Like I think they're like, if you're going into radio, for I instance, respect I it. I love it as a medium and as a craft. Yeah. But, you know, it's we are now in a place where people can find are putting a really big middle finger up to that whole system. And for good reason. You have the ability to be yourself in a way that. I don't I mean, especially as a black woman, you didn't have 20 years ago, you know, I mean, there, Mm -hmm. there is a, uh, in any creative field, in any work, like I've watched it over the last 20 years become, well, you have to be this certain way. And like radio of all the industries is the biggest school of fish. Like the one, like one successful person goes this way, then the entire industry has to do that thing. Like, it's worse mm. than any other entertainment medium. And I have yeah, seen okay. podcasting kind of break that open a little bit and allow people to be themselves. But there's still underlying fundamental rules. You know, like when we talked, it's like, you need more color. You need more contrast. You need more eye-catching, like, yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, you I need to, that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff like that. But, like, there's there's the main goal now in digital media and it's creeping into mainstream forms of entertainment is we want to see Aja and we want to know what makes Aja work. Like Miss Pat is popular because people want to see what makes Miss Pat tick. Like people are inherently, that's one of the reasons that I think the Kardashians are so picked on and despised. It's because it's plastic. It's unreachable. It's unattainable. It's not vulnerable. There's no openness. And, you know, when people are writing the history of of media 200 years from now, they're going to look at a shift that we're living through from 
2000 to 2030, where like those 20 to 30 years made vulnerability and openness and access a much bigger part for audiences than social proof and status and looking mm. like, you know, like the, the Trump illustrates the old mindset of media very well in that oh, you've yeah. got to be the biggest, you've got to be the, you got to have the most gold, you've got to have the most flash, you've got, you know, mm-hmm. and there there is obviously appeal to that or else he wouldn't have been elected president. And a big part of that is because he's famous, but like he's hated by people who are under 40 for the most part, because they don't know where the guy really stands. Like there's not, it's a violation of the ethic that millennials and Gen Z are bringing to media now, you know? So I think like in a position like yours, there's all those things where you're, you think about the checklist of what it might take. But the fact is, is if you can build an audience with your personality that likes you because you're open and vulnerable and they latch on to, they gravitate towards you eventually it's, and you are just consistently creating and grinding and being that, trying to perfect your craft. Very eventually, you, every, you, every day, every yeah, day. You, you, you're so consistent. And like, eventually people are going to notice that's going to catch the eye of somebody who's like, I'm, I really like this. How can I help this person? How can I help Aja put this on TV? Or maybe I'm thinking of this thing and this, you know, this project's right for her or it starts with like a local, a local brand needs an ambassador and they like your videos. And so they have you. And then all of a sudden an ad agency takes notice and then the local paper does a story on you. And then, you you know, it's like, that's how let's speak all of that into existence. (laughs) But it's how it works. Like it's how that is how it works. And this is, I mean, this is me right now. I was very excited to talk to you, Chris. I was like, he actually has the pendant and the Leo Libertarian podcast. So he's a professional podcaster, Chris Bankle. So it's, it's really, yeah, this, this whole entering this whole space has been so eye-opening to how public life is because I've, I haven't been like this. Maybe three years ago, I was just working at a call center, you know, listening to podcasts all the time because I was second shift, three to 11.30, six days a week most of the time, just kind of, you know, hustling and surviving. But um, uh, my friend just said he can't ask a question. Um, I'm wondering that too, because I would think that we would have gotten questions by now. Um, yeah. and I don't know if we want to like restart the live. So maybe people can join in. I know that's a dangerous thing, but, um, there's probably technically something wrong. Cause we're not getting, how about, how about this? Everybody who's listening, mm-hmm. uh, you know, please go check out my profile or full metal ratch uh aja's profile and we're gonna like end this live start a new one and see if that allows you to ask questions because i was thinking the same thing i was just waiting for somebody to like yeah my friend texted me me. he's listening and he's yeah sorry to interrupt the show folks but we will you know get right back into it yep so we'll be right back this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. 
Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There's a couple things that kind of helped me in the beginning that I would recommend for you. Like, the hardest thing is, and please let us know if you uh, leave a comment. Hopefully your friend, like, lets us know if people can leave a comment. It's like the little yeah. question box with the triangle. Um, okay. How comfortable are you being self-promotional? Because that's the bit, that's a big barrier. Like I just changed my show from We Are Libertarians to the Chris Spangler show because mm, okay. I feel like the word libertarian is a barrier for new people who like, if, if it's libertarians and they're open to libertarians, they'll listen. But if they're not open to libertarianism and they're just like, I like that guy's Facebook posts, but I don't, I don't want to be, be indoctrinated. But there's this thing in my head where I'm like, I don't want to seem like a narcissist putting my own name on my show and having my own logo. Like, do you, but it's an Mm -hmm. important part. Like, do you, have you thought about like a logo and like how promotional are you? Like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And like, are you, are you, do you push your personal brand at all? Or are you like, I'll just keep posting these videos and discover it or cause does the question make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, so I, I, I like how you changed your brand. I like you changed the brand that because, yeah, that opens up a whole different market. And you are have a strong enough personality where you can have your own show, Chris. Mm, thank you. <laughs> and headline it and it's your own thing. But so with me, um, I feel like Full Metal Ratchet, I in my mind, when I started the handle, I wanted to, I wanted to have a podcast, but I also know that I really love and am passionate about talking about movies. So before the pandemic had actually a couple years ago, they're still, they're still here. I have a file of, it's actually a funny story. So about two years ago, I told myself I was going to start a podcast and I said, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I got um, a clip on live mic. I went out to my car, which at the time was um, like this Honda Civic that I swear was haunted. It, <laughs> I crashed it. I, it got rebuilt. It had all these problems the day I bought it. I, the thing fought, it fell out from under it. It was just all these issues. So I was out there. I was recording in there. And I would pick one movie. I would talk for about 20 minutes about it. I would take a recap and my own little, like, you know, quips about it. So I did maybe 11 episodes. So I thought I was doing something. I was like, okay, I'm going to bank them up and things like that. <laughs> and I even hired this guy on, uh, what's it called? Upwork. Mm, um, yeah. Yep. And he was named Yaroslav. And he was from, where was he from? He was from Hungary. Yaroslav, shout out. <laughs> and he edited my show for me. He edited the audio because, you know, it was my car. And um, he was the first person that ever heard it. And but I, then I, and then my mom got sick. She's fine now. But then, and I just never put them up. I never put them up. This was probably in 2018. They're still in that Google Drive folder. Why didn't you put them out? out. I don't know. I do not know. I think I, I started you dating know, this guy. You know, but you don't. I started dating what? this guy. Tell me why. This, I started dating this stupid guy, and I, started, I fell off. 
I fell off and then he dumped me a couple months later and then I was a sad kitty and then I never got back together and then I they just sat in a sad kitty folder in Google Drive and then one day the pandemic hit and I was like I guess I'll just try to be funny again so (laughs) so but like you didn't put it up because of resistance, right? Like if I put this thing out there, then people are gonna think this thing about like what was the I don't dialogue know what I thought, you know, and it wasn't even like that. But I was like hiding it. I was telling yeah. my mom like I was go- I'm gonna put this out there. I'm going to record my podcast. I got been, and I don't know. I was telling people at work too. I don't know why my crazy butt didn't put it out there. I am wild. <laughs> so well, they can be great there. Patreon episodes in like two years. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. There is. There's. Uh. I did movies like. Um. I think I did one about Selena. I did one about. Um. Black Panther. I did the Big Lebowski. Um. It was just talk throughs. They were just movie talk throughs. If in case anybody in my mind, I was like, okay, well, if it's a younger person, they may have not seen these movies. A lot of them were from the '90s or early 2000s movies that I liked growing up. So. Those, of course, those are the ones you could talk about the most. And I think that I I want Full Metal Ratchet to end up being like that as well. I'm going to probably end up doing the Twitch, the Twitch thing, because I really did find a lot of joy. And you can also legally watch the movies along with oh, that's the Twitch cool. stream. So that was a big barrier, too, is I don't want to get sued for by any of you. Companies or something by you know somehow inadvertently infringing on their stuff. So I don't want to do that. But Twitch has opened up that partnership with Amazon Prime that I just saw, so you can host a watch party, and that's something that I'm probably going to try to explore soon. That's like they should have done that for like, and I don't know if people are able to leave. A, it doesn't seem like people can leave a comment. I'm not sure what's going on, so I apologize. No, um, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know if there was a setting or what, but you're more than welcome if you've got a question for me to email me at chris at chrisspangle.com. Uh, or if in the future you, you know, I don't know if you're comfortable giving out your info, but where can people follow you if you want, they want to slide in the DMs? Oh, if you want to slide in the DMs, you can slide in on Instagram at Full Metal Ratchet. You can slide in at TikTok and again, Full Metal Ratchet. Both of those I post pretty much every day, if not at least six times a week just short content reaction clips on funny and uh things now my friend miles again he just sent he said he sent a voice message so i think they are coming through but i don't know how to activate them i don't either yeah um weird maybe if uh katie comedy over there at stereo can send me a text message or something because uh, I'd love to talk to people and, and take their questions. I'm sure people are, are asking, but um, yeah, I'm sorry if I don't know why we can't. Um, so anyways, uh, how long have you been doing Full Metal Ratchet, the reaction videos? I've been doing the, uh, the reaction videos specifically probably since around May. So the blow up has been real. Um, I haven't I personally ever seen uh I mean I was I don't have millions and millions of followers or things like that but we're sitting pretty at about 94k on uh, TikTok which is healthy yeah <laughs> well I post That's every thick. day um 
I try to find videos, like you said, that are wholesome, that are funny, that or that will teach you something, that show a different culture, that show life abroad. I like to see, you know, um, I had one recently that was a woman that she uh, lives in Norway and she lives on this island. And every time she goes to walk her dogs, she has to take a rifle because bears are out there and she it's it looks like it's I don't even know how cold and she has to put on like three or four layers and there's no electricity where she is and it, the nearest town is like maybe you know 15 minutes away and I'm like Bleh! and you know but everybody has TikTok there's astronauts that have TikTok I've seen uh, Air Force uh, you know every I mean everybody everybody wants to show a slice of their life that's cool. I I did not realize you were getting that many. That's awesome. The girl from AT and T, the um, the that plays Lily. I just duetted one of her. She responded. She's very nice. Her name is Melina. Yeah. Uh, I think her handle is Mint Melina on TikTok. Um, the girl that plays Lily on the AT and T commercial. She directs them as well. I saw. So that was um, something that was really really tight to see. She shared. Now somebody says, okay, one person is waiting in line. Oh wait. No, that's Can not. you click it? It says it would ch- change you. That's oh, not yeah. I don't want, no. yeah, there's like a little one here, and I don't want to change it because then it'll get messed up. Hmm. Um, well, Maybe they're we'll... trying to call because that's the only option. I think I did that yesterday accidentally. When, yeah. Um, I was listening to the thing. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. I thought that was. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, listen, okay. this could totally be my error. Like I'm sitting here on, on my high horse saying, ask me questions. And then I'm the <laughs> dumbass that like didn't click the button that, that I didn't know existed. So that could possibly be. So we'll see. But uh, wh- do you spend like how much time do you spend like going through videos searching for that? Like I see you post like three or four oh, things a day generally. And I'm just sitting here going. Does she just like sit on the couch? Like, I mean, I'm not going to indict you because I oh, sit yeah. and yeah, just no. scroll so, through Twitter. Um, like, Twitter is my spot. I get but, the like, videos from my FYP. I get them. So your FYP is the the feed of videos that the algorithm curates on your TikTok page after you've uh-huh. been on it for a minute. You start following people and it kind of, you know, understands what you start to like. And... So I'll get them from there. I have um, friends, shout out to Miles, shout out to Laura. They send me videos all the time. And um, people send me the videos that they feel like they want me to react to. So I have help. Um, I am I am on there a bit, but I, I actually have to be pretty disciplined with it. So I'll usually get up pretty early in the morning. I'll post um, some videos usually pretty early just to, just to gauge how certain videos perform versus the other. Um, cause I'm always trying to think, I'll think the algorithm, it ain't gonna work, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> in my mind, I think I'm doing it. So I usually get up pretty early. I scroll through, um, when you like a video, it kind of takes it to a, a saved page where you can go back later and look through. So when you, you know, that, that helps. And then I'll usually go through and just check if it's duettable and they have duets enabled because I, I don't want to duet something that 
it, you know, the person doesn't feel comfortable sharing right. on another thing. I've never had of all the reactions that I do, I've never had a, a negative a person say I don't like this or be negative, not one single time. Because I'm not, you know, and that I would never put negativity out there when I'm duetting. If, if I don't feel a certain way about a video, I'm not going to comment on it. That's just, you know, a scroll past. So I haven't gotten any negative energy ever from anybody. I wish I, I wish I had your discipline and healthy attitude towards the rest of society, but I was raised by wolves. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what pissed, what pissed me off today? So, um, no, no, it's not like that. Yeah. People are very, people actually are very, very kind and are very supportive. I try to uplift, um, women, especially, and like, cause that people that are going to share and, um, people that you can hit up and show their culture or their lifestyle or a funny thing that they might have done and, if somebody wants to share that, I, I want to help them share that if I can. For example, there's a young man I just emailed recently so that I can have permission to do his video. And he did the hood version of um, <laughs> these car reactions. So uh, there's been a TikTok trend where this, this guy will go up to random people with supercars and he'll say, hi, um, very nice car. Uh, what do you do for a living? And usually the people are kind of taken aback and then they'll say, some people tell the truth and some people tell an outrageous lie and, or some people just kind of drive away, you know? So this guy decided to do the hood version. I was on the ground screaming. I could not even breathe. He was talking, there's some guy, he went to a, to a guy on a bike. The guy started getting aggressive. He was like, do you know me? Are you serious? What are you doing? <laughs> He's in New York, first of all. <laughs> you don't do this. Oh, so it, the the whole, it's not hard to have a wholesome and, and genuine reaction with some of the stuff you see on there because it is hysterical. Okay, so I, you know, like I was in college in 04. I went, I have a, I, um, uh, I went from 2002 to 2006, and I got a 1.93 GPA. And so the only oh, thing that I had like around that too. I, I yeah. dropped out. I'm just got now back in. I'm yeah, in there same, now. Same. The pandemic same. has allowed. Oh, yeah, the pandemic has allowed me to go back to school, and I've actually oh, been. Nice. This is my first semester back. I haven't told anybody, like not nobody, uh, no just one, because I was I so like afraid I was going to fail because I've got so many commitments. But like I spend all Sunday doing my homework. I have an A plus. Yay. in history i have a oh 97 out of 100 my, my class is starting next month and then i have a b plus in spanish which i did not think was possible so uh, yeah so it's Mama it's, it's been a lot it's been so yeah <laughs> what's what's i fucking hate this in spanish. i don't know believe oh. it or not i'm not a, <laughs> a, a as a 37 year old middle-aged man i don't watch a lot of dora the explorer oh. um <laughs> So I, uh, m but I was like big into Facebook. Like I was, you had to have an IEPUI address to get it in 2004 or five. Like I was an early adopter. I was like number 19 million out of the 3 billion they now have. Like I was first, first on Twitter. Yeah, okay. 
Yes. Like I was really <laughs> into it. And so like my audience and my like habits are Facebook and Twitter and I've adopted Instagram somewhat, but like Snapchat barely, TikTok not at all. And so mm-hmm. like Snapchat I Snapchat barely I'm, for me. Yeah, like and, and so I like the thing about Facebook and Twitter, especially Facebook. So what I've learned on Facebook with our We Are Libertarians page, we have we're up to a hundred thousand likes. And if you post a a link to a podcast that you spent hours crafting that is thoughtful, it will get 500 impressions. If you post a shit post that basically says, I'm 100% for mandatory vacations, but it, people's brains read that. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. 36,000 <laughs> impressions because everybody's raging. Like, the algorithm, what we learned at the end of this last election is that Facebook's algorithm, despite everything that they tell Congress, is solely there oh, yeah. to piss their piss your audience off. And the only way to get lift is to create outrage. It incentivizes anger and outrage. And so we actually deleted all of our admins. I'm the sole admin now, and we post the most banal stuff we can because it's better for us. It's better for our audience. It's better for society to just not utilize the asset of 100,000 likes because the only way to utilize it properly is to harm the people in the process. Like, so we don't do it. Mm-hmm. But Facebook is a very angry place. Twitter, yeah. <laughs> I like I like a lot better because you can kind of control, you know, I can turn off and I don't see a lot of the knuckleheads. But like millennials online and boomers, especially online, are angry people. Is there is there a thing with Gen Z where they are gravitating more towards happy content, positive content? That's why TikTok is like family and fun and dancing. And like that's my impression of it. The few times I've been on it, what I see on on other networks. Like, do you think that there's like a difference in Gen Z versus the millennial and boomer generation that they're like, they're making a conscious break to go the other direction and make these social networks more positive? I I certainly hope so. Um, unfortunately, no, they're just as traumatized and just as <laughs> angry. They seem <laughs> more nihilistic. Like they seem- everybody else. I hate to say it, I would, yeah. never, but check your kids online if you are forty five listening. Check your kids online, please, uh, because I have some beautiful, wonderful, amazing followers, and I have, I'm sure, just the just craziness, just absolute craziness. You just see, first of all, the usernames. <laughs> oh my lord, Jesus Christ. And then you find, and there's always that little anime character. I don't know. I feel like an old woman talking about it. It's like, I don't know any of this. But yeah. I, hope, I hope so. My content, if, if there's going to be only negativity out there, and I really started to go hard and making my own content because I noticed that in my own household, the amount of just politics nation, just Rachel, just... Um, Joy Reid, just hardcore politics all day, every day, especially with my grandma. She's, you know, 83. That's just, we've tried to address her politics TV addiction. It ain't gonna happen. Wait, okay. So let me stop you there. I'm sorry to cut you off. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I got an appropriate answer, but <laughs> so in White Land over here, uh, <laughs> now it it is the the anxiety around people my age is mm-hmm. dealing with their parents and grandparents who are stuck watching Fox News and they're angry. Oh. Is there a left? Is there a a a, a black grandma version of oh, that, like uh, with sir. MSNBC? Yes, there is a. a... I think about this all the time because I listen to what you, you know, say on the pad and I was like, oh, he's talking about, you know, your older relatives being addicted to Fox News and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Really? Absolutely. And I unfortunately, you know, it's like, and my grandma is now at the age where we we have to interpret certain things through her. So, I mean... <laughs> She in everything is just a headline. So, but if you forget the previous headline, then you're just like, okay, what just happened? What? Like, but give me an example like, of what you mean. So she she will just go. She will ask very broad, kind of childlike questions now. Like, why is Trump president? And how am I supposed to explain that? She'll see. She'll see a headline like. um you know, he will tweeted something or something or other. First of all, I got to explain Twitter to her. Why does he do it? Um, what, you know, what would make him say these things? Why is he president? Who would vote for him? It's, it's like this, you know, basic, it's a basic questions, but a slippery slope. This is fascinating. Slippery. And I'm like, yeah. uh, watch HGTV instead. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, so, that? and that's, a, okay, so, like, that's a thing that happens with old white boomers, too, where they talk in riddles, and so, uh. like, the thing with the QAnon grandpa is, like, they, they will drop little, like, breadcrumbs when you're talking to, like, one of these folks who read American Greatness or Gateway Pundit and believe it or Eat. watch Newsmax, like, you'll get a... Like, if you see a Facebook friend or you're having a conversation with someone and they, like, they bring up child sex rings or, like, right. human trafficking, like, you're like they're very concerned about it. Like, that's a sure tell. Yeah, uh, you've or, been in that stuff. Yeah, so, like, it, it's, like, there. there's uh, these little <laughs> trial balloons that they'll just, like, float out there to see how you kind of, it's, like, secret cult code where... If you go, yes, I'm very concerned about child sex rings. And by the way, Pizzagate, oh, I'm so glad we're on this. It's like a little handshake of I'm in the QAnon cult too. Uh, So, yeah, it makes total sense that like, I just am so, I'm such a creature of the right. And I'm such a creature of like, white Republican suburbia. And that's my circles. And like, so I react to that a lot. There's not a lot of difference, honestly, that I'm yeah. finding out because it's black conservatism. My, mm. my family is very, my, it's, it's the same thing. It's that Midwest conservative thing, but it's just, they, and they say, honestly, that's the same root, but the tree is going in opposite directions. They think, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because it has to do a lot about God, a lot about, you know, uh, fiscal conservatism. I mean, it just has to do with racial lines. Honestly, that's almost one of, that's pretty much 
I don't want to say that's pretty much the only thing, but it is. So no, I think it's a way bigger deal than people really understand. Like in the libertarian movement right now, I don't think people understand there's a war for the soul of the movement coming. And the line mm-hmm. is solely based on how do you view women and people of color, specifically blacks? Like that yeah. is the dividing line. And you are either going to talk in code and dog whistles and you're on our team or you are where I'm at, which is the classically liberal, let's figure out how all these cultures can interact and respect one another and work for prosperous reasons. And, you know, like, but then there's (laughs) another side where it's like, no, I want freedom because I want to do whatever I want. And I don't care about anybody else, but me, fuck you. I'm going to get mine. Like, you know, that's the, that's the, uh, and I don't think that that dividing line is a lot different than it is in the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, the church. Like, you pick your institution. Like, race is race and misogyny are like the two things that deserve to be picked at because there's something that is there that that has to be talked about that people want to avoid and it's uncomfortable. And you know. I, 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 we're all I'm sure your listener, like, our listeners are just like, really? <laughs> no. But I mean, yeah, it's in Aja, I mean, these conversations. It's like Miss Pat. You know you listeners. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. I, I, but it's so true. And then the, I'm just trying to, on a very basic level, make people happy, entertain people. I know that's in my soul. I know that's in my spirit. I know that that's something that I'm meant to do. My father, he tried to enter the comedy space when he was younger man. And I think it just didn't work for him. He didn't find his medium. He didn't take his chance. And this is something that I think I have to do for us. He's still around. Oh my God, he worked a bit. <laughs> you know, he's, he's around. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is something that I know that I'm supposed to do. I have to find, I just know... Right now, we're still in the experimental phase. And this is the most exciting phase. This is where it doesn't really matter if somebody doesn't like it. There's not a lot on the line. You know, I don't have a huge corporation backing me where it's like, okay, is this going to fail? You know, it's it's still what's sticking. You know, at some point, I do want to make a digital short because I know that's, um, excuse me, that's how Issa Rae started. She started mm-hmm. out with this, um, the the basis for the show Insecure was actually a web series called Awkward Black Girl. And I think she was doing it back in 2015, 26, 14, maybe. And she had, a um, she had, I think, Pharrell backing her up, but she, you know, put it online. She put it on YouTube and now she's on HBO. So, but that's the thing. I, See, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, you just create, you be consistent, you're going to get yeah. better. You're, it's like exercise. The more you, like I have, you know, I met Miss Pat's agent in Montreal and he was like, well, I was really nervous when she said she found some random white guy to do a podcast with in Indianapolis. But then like, I listened to you and you don't have verbal crutches. You don't say, um, you have structure. Like, what have you been doing? And I go, I've literally done tens of thousands of broadcast hours and productions. And like, 
you know, I've just been working with nobody noticing me, nobody paying attention to me. And then just when I got branded. opportunities, I was, I was prepared to perform yep. because I consistently done the work for nobody or for 10 people. Then it was 50 people. Then it was a hundred people. Then it was a thousand yep. people, you know, and like you need that time when you're performing for nobody to get good at what you're doing, to find your voice, to understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, to lose those little, like kick the rust off, you know? And so, and it's a constant continual practice. And then just like that story that you just told, like you will find a little bit of local success and then some circles a little beyond that and then national and then somebody with some real clout and then somebody with even more clout and somebody with money, you know, it's like you, the, the crazy cool thing about digital media is that anybody can start something and maybe you don't go anywhere. Maybe it doesn't do anything. Maybe it's like, like for me, we are libertarians over nine years has brought me every great friend, every great party, every, like half the girls, including my great girlfriend. Now, like Aww. I met because of it, like it's built this awesome, fun community around me. It's given me a purpose. It's like, I spend probably 10, 20 hours a week on it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work because it's my passion. Like, and they, there are times where you want to quit. There's times where you don't want to do it. There's times where you want to slack off. There's times, yep. you know, where you don't feel like you're good enough to do it. You're, you know, everybody else is doing something different and you're discordant from the rest of the people in your space. Like there's well, always going to be mean on the internet. There's always <laughs> some reason to quit or there's always some reason not to start, but yep. the path to success with digital media, the barrier to entry is so low. Barstool sports is a billion dollar company. And yep. it started with Dave Portnoy talking into a, the video app on his phone and doing vertical videos. And he would, just got good at it. And people went, man, I love this guy. I love this guy. I love this guy. And then all of a sudden he got money. You know, it's like, so just keep grinding. Like, that's the thing that I always, when people ask me, like, how do I get to, you know, this guy wrote me and he's like, how do I get on the Weird Libertarians Network? Can you connect me with the guy? Like, how'd you get in touch with them? And I was like, I created it. And he, he, he he's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've just been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. It, it turned into something that I never expected I would ever make money with. I never thought it'd bring me opportunities. It was just fun, you know? And that's like, I'm proud of you for really like going, okay, I'm just going to stick with this. I'm going to get better. I'm going to let it happen. I'm not going to try and force anything. I would say like, push yourself out of your comfort zone you know, like brand yourself even more, like maybe get like a logo or think about a Wix website or like start thinking about platform because you clearly have talent. You clearly have like people like you, you have a great personality, you have a good concept. Like the next like phase that I went through to get like that I would recommend is like build a website, Mm -hmm. get an email list, start building out tentacles, like start looking bigger than you are in some ways like everybody you know get that twitter account locked down like okay Okay. start kind of put putting your content on your own website like so there's think about if somebody just kind of runs across you and does a google search on you how are what are they going to find is there a bio do you have a headshot is there a logo like do you look bigger than you are because like in your mind you're sitting here going 
I'm just enjoying talking to the camera. I'm, you know, I'm having fun. Like it seemed a little obscene for me to get a logo and set my own website up. But like, that's the next step for you is just pushing past that feeling of like, yeah, it seems a little extra, but you just have to be extra. I learned it from my mentor, Abdul. Like you have to be, you have to tell people you're important until they believe it. <laughs> Amen know? to and that. Okay. It, it is right. not easy and it is, it is difficult, but like, you know, you're at a phase where you've got a proven concept and an audience, a big audience behind you. Now start thinking about like, you're building on other people's platforms. Do you have a little connection that if some, for some reason you're, you were taken off of TikTok, can they Google you and find you? You know, that's always okay. the thing that I'm thinking about, you know, like awesome. that's the next step. Like Wix, super cheap, super easy. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm writing this down literally. I'm drinking like wine and writing this <laughs> I am a podcaster right now. Look at this. You are. But yes, yeah, I'm thing. thinking like, I know, love the, this. It, this is what I want to do. This is really what I was made to do, Chris. <laughs> yeah, then say it out loud, own it. Like even in the promotion, you're like, this professional podcaster is gonna tell an amateur podcaster. Yeah, you are an amateur, but you are a broadcaster. Amateur. You yes, are I'm... a podcaster, you belong. Yeah, just tell yourself you belong until you believe it. And then other people will follow along. That's what's up. Follow in line. So my friend did, he texted me a question. He says, mm -hmm. do you know the process to get verified? No, I'm not verified. Like Miss Pat's not even verified on Twitter for some weird reason. Like, hmm. um, well, she's pr it's probably coming. It, maybe her agent has to do that. Maybe that has to do with some kind of agency or having some kind of connection to the people at the app pretty much like you pretty much have to have somebody with an inside route now because they've locked on all these platforms they've locked it down and like i think i'm verified here on stereo because i had an in i'm verified on mines i'm verified on parlor you know because i'm i'm at a level where i can talk to the head of mines and parlor and <laughs> you know and they're they're kind yeah. of like you want parlor platform <laughs> It, yeah, like spread my tea party today, you know, like, but like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I've a, yeah. you can apply on Instagram to be verified, but they were like, who are you? You can't come in. Right. Um, like, uh, that's not gonna. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's probably just comes with time and, and exactly. I, I qualified for a TikTok shirt. So I guess here's how I'd answer that question. The <laughs> Everybody starts wanting social proof. Social proof is. Mm -hmm. I'm if I'm if Aja is standing to not be narcissistic if Aja is standing in the middle of a circle of people and then those circle of people around her start talking about Aja it's the ring outside of her that goes Aja who oh wow let me check this out and then the next ring and then the next ring and like and so the more people that talk about a person like research the concept of social proof that's mm -hmm. the whole goal of anybody going into creative work is you love the work you want to make a living at it but you also kind of want the popularity that comes with it for whatever reason oh, yeah and you know they're the the best way to get social proof to get people talking about your thing be it a piece of art a podcast a magazine you know a social media brand like aja's is to do mm -hmm. really exceptional work, real work really hard at it, 
read a bunch of books, watch videos, take classes on that skill, like get really ridiculously good at it. And the social proof and the verification and the opportunities and the eyeballs comes with loving the craft. Like if you show up to do stand-up comedy and you're there as an open micer pretending you're a headliner, you're way too far ahead. Right, of yourself. right, like, right, right. You Heard know, that story. Yes, sir. Yeah, like people <laughs> like you have to be an open micer and then a middle and then you can headline and headline. then you have to headline and it's about eight to twelve years before people really ever break through to get known in comedy on a letterman or you know this is back in the day but like it's not much different now like it takes eight to 12 years on average for a stand-up comedian to like really make a good living as a stand-up and that you're only going to do eight to 12 years of an activity for almost no pay like if you like, I loved radio. I worked for $250 a week for four years in the middle of the 2008 recession. Like that's a ridiculously small amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I worked I barely make more now, you know, I may barely make more now. I'm, I'm at a, you know, elevator company. I hustle yeah. and grind, but I love my job, but you know, we, we love that insurance that comes with it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, I, mean, I think that's what I've taken away from Miss Pat as well. Is like get your insurance. I love yes. healthcare. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Healthcare is important. Healthcare Revenue can come awesome. elsewhere, but that's the thing. Like, you're gonna have to love what you do, and you're gonna have to be passionate about engaging that day in, day out, and making it a practice. Writing political commentary, writing outlines for my podcast is my greatest passion. I look. I work to get done with work, to sit down at this desk I'm sitting at, to write papers, to write outlines, to write book reviews, to like to read about political philosophy, history. Like everything I do is for that passion. And all that comes out in the Chris Spangle show. Like that's my passion, you know, and you everything is, you can tell. Yeah, exactly. And that passion comes through. And so you, you have to love what you do. If you're going into it thinking, I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to have 10 million followers. I'm going to get the swipe up feature on Instagram. I'm going to get verified. You've already, you're just don't even like, cause you don't, you don't like, you can tell Aja respects her audience. Even if her audience were 20 people when it was Very 20 people, so. I it was 20 tell. people. I feel like last week, I don't yeah. know where all these other people came from. I can tell you that I, and that never goes away because you deeply love and respect your audience. And that's, I the do. Thing I appreciate every single person that follows me. I truly, truly do. I want everyone to be happy and comfortable. Like I said, I started adding the captions because I wanted, I didn't even think, you know, to, but somebody DM me and said, Hey, would you consider, you know, adding captions to your videos for people that can't hear? And I was like, Oh, absolutely. So that's what we're doing, retro reactions, captions, things like that. We're always trying to evolve. And here's my final point. If you don't want to start anything and you love a, a project, message them. Like that person that messaged mm-hmm. you made, your pro- made you better. And I can tell you, like, there have been times where I, especially a couple years ago, where I literally was, like, before I met Miss Pat, I was... You know, and I had started, I hadn't started working with 
this guy Robert on Leaders and Legends. And like those two projects helped me kind of rediscover my passion for my own podcast. And I was ready to close it down. But I got this beautiful note from a listener who said that Mm. my podcast had like made his life better and I had made him a better father. And like, I'm not, I'm almost going to choke. Like that gave me three more months. And by the end of that three more months, I was out of my slump. Like if you are an audience member and you love something or you appreciate someone's creative work, write them a note because that person's probably not making any money. They're probably doing it. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I think people think the TikTok creator fund as well. Sorry to cut you off. I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, But I think people think the TikTok creator fund is also something. I was in it. I've been in the, like I said, I have 94K. I've had videos that reach, you know, about 6 million views and things. I made total $97. So you nice. are not going to get rich on TikTok. <laughs> you are okay. loaded that. No, you're not. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, and that's the sucky part is you have to do like, you're not going to make money on your email. You're not going to make money in your website. You're not going to make money on your Twitter. You're not going to make money on your TikTok. You know, uh, not immediately. But col- no, but you, collectively. You know, some people feel bad for you or something like that. <laughs> that gentleman with the, with the ocean spray that was skateboarding. His life was changed. <laughs> Nah, he that he made some money. He just bought a three hundred thousand dollar house. So you're gonna get to the point though where somebody's gonna go, and this happened with me. Like, I got a four hundred dollar check in the mail in 2015 from Phyllis Klosinski, and Phyllis goes, "Oh, I love Phyllis. She and I became great friends after that because Phyllis." It was 2014, 2015, and we always jokingly call it the Phyllis Klosinski Studios. That four hundred dollars was the first time I realized that I created something of value that other people were willing to give value yes. for. And oh when I put up my Patreon, I, it took me two more years to convince myself of that lesson. And I finally put up a Patreon after listeners were writing going, how do I give you money? And we got $1,000 a month in a week because we had five Whoa. years of goodwill built up in our audience. Wow. And the the... The best, yet, <laughs> dude, the best way to create community was to give people an opportunity to invest in creating that community along with you. And that was the moment we are libertarians became legit was that moment because all those people started to like really want to get engaged with it. But it took three to five years to get to that point where people people will write you, Aja, and go. I love what you do. How can I support your work? Do you have a Patreon? And that's when you know, set that shit up. Start promoting okay. that immediately. Because okay. then you know you've got something that like people would miss if it went away. And I want to make sure it doesn't, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. you know, and you could even at this point with that kind of audience, you could think about it and say, you know, I've got these ideas. It's going to take this amount of money. I'd love if you supported me on Patreon. So I can I can create these ideas, and I bet you I bet you'd reach your goals. I really do. Wow, I hope so. I mean, I have a clearer vision of what I can do with my, I guess, talent. I still say that with a giggle because it's still, I know. but you know, with my talent, I still, I I have goals and I feel like I can actually attain them which is a wild 
a wild idea, but you know what? I don't try. I, I just, I'm always alone. You know, I'm an only child. I have a lot of singular solo energy, I guess. So I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of outside influence or a lot of negative um, negativity unless I, it's myself. So right. I'm, I'm working on, you know, taking away a lot of those self, you know, deprecating barriers that, you know, you just give yourself. I've been, I've been getting better, I guess, with the pandemic and knowing that I'm alone right now and that's okay. Being okay with being solo, being okay with yourself and having to really accept myself, be okay with being on camera without makeup vulnerable looking any kind of way because you've seen me be dolled up and you've also seen me be you know looking like I just walked you know uh woke up with sometimes I do that's why I want ratchet reactions to be that just hey we just woke up all right let's let's watch these tiktoks I like because that people watch feel TikToks all the time you know yeah like I feel like it it makes you and I it like the friendship it builds a friendship because like wow she's willing to like come on camera you know there's there's like I never know which costume you're gonna be <laughs> like I don't, know, I don't know how other way to like it's funny because you know the there's like it it it's funny you say that because I've noticed it and I appreciate that because it's like all right this is just she's chill and she's relaxed and she doesn't take herself too seriously. You know, and I think that lends to it. And I think that if you were sitting there starting out, you'd be like, I've got to have this looking perfect. I've got to have this perfect set. I've got to have this. No. Like, I've got to have that. And I just think that is a barrier. That is a great way to keep yourself from starting. And like, so I'll give you the last word. But my final point is like, the only thing that's going to stop you from creating a successful podcast or marriage or a successful business or whatever is you. You're the, you listener, me, Aja, like, yeah, that, that is what's going to prevent you from achieving things that you think aren't possible. And once you let go of that, a, a great book is the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown, it, it or Nathaniel Brandon's six pillars of self esteem. Those two books helped me five years ago, really push past my BS along with, um, uh, scary Can you say the first one again? Yep, it is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene yes. Brown. Gifts of Imperfection, um, okay. That is about being comfortable with your own flaws. Scary Close was about codependency and relationships and like the masks that we all put on. Like if you're the type of person who's like, I'm different in this circle than I am in this circle, that's a great book. And then the last book is The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon. And that's like the science of self-esteem and how to get over yourself, you know? And those three books like will change a person's entire creative work, their business, their marriage, their relationship with their kids. You know, those three books really can change a person and, and help them get past it. And like, you can make excuses for why you shouldn't put yourself out in the world, be it for dating, for podcasting, for writing, for that job opportunity that you want. Yep. But it's bullshit. You're the only thing stopping you, you know? So and true. it's, you're going to look back and regret it once you, I wish I had not waited until 33 
to go do that four years of therapy and work on myself and get to where I'm at. Like I wasted everyone's time until 34, including my own life, you know? And I'm like, I wish I had worked out sooner. I wish I had dated sooner. I wish I had done all these things instead of keeping myself in bubble wrap, you know? And it's such a, Aja, it's a crappy way to live. So with that, you get the last word and respond to that. Mm -hmm. And then also plug yourself, please. All right. I'd like to also recommend a book. Curtis Jackson, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, Hustle Harder, mm-hmm. Hustle Smarter, Learn from a Narcissist. <laughs> is that the, Learn from a Narcissist? Is that like a title? No, I think, I mean, that's my, that's my interpretation of it. It's called Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. I got it for, from the library. My mom works for the library. So sometimes I'll just pick a random book when I'm going to um, see her at work. And um, he, there's a reason he got shot. Just throw that out there. But, <laughs> but you know, he, there's he has such an extreme viewpoint that it actually does motivate you, because you're like, okay, well, all right. I mean, because the circumstances that he grew up in were so extreme. Again, with Miss Pat, the circumstances that they grew up in were so extreme right. that you you feel humbled. And you feel privileged. You, and even as a black woman, I feel the privileges that I have. And I can see that. I'm more self-aware. Same with the therapy. Let's go. And um, I, yeah, I, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I hope that people listening today are motivated and informed. And I hope that you strive to find your voice. Because right now you survived the pandemic, literally something that only happens every 100 years. And that has been the catalyst for so many great and amazing things. It really has. So uh, if you'd like to follow me, I am on TikTok at Full Metal Ratchet. I'm on Instagram also at Full Metal Ratchet. Um, I post pretty much every day. And we do, again, reaction videos to your favorite TikTok content. So if you are on TikTok yourself, follow me and send me videos. Or you can tag me in videos that you think are funny and you want me to react to. And thank you, Mr. Chris. Oh, my gosh. It was great to talk to you. minutes. I know. I totally want to do this again, too. So I definitely want to talk with you again in the future. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. I'm going to tell like everyone. (laughs) <laughs> and then you can follow all my projects. Just go to chris-spangle.com. That'll take you to a bunch of links. And you can follow the Chris Spangle Show, the Pat Down, Bob and Tom. Uh, now here, all the all the different things that I do. All the things. Go check that out. And uh, go read me at chrisspangle.com. So chris-spangle.com is like the, the, the collector. So go check that out. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Aja. It was so great talking to you. Oh, you too, Chris. Thank you so much. Please I go really subscribe to Aja. Go subscribe to Full Metal Ratchet and all these platforms here on Stereo. Subscribe to me on Stereo Absolutely. and uh, catch us next time we go live. Thanks so much. Right. Have a great night. All right. Bye, Chris. Bye, everyone. Bye.